Welcome to episode 86 of Joy Sounds, music you need to know, where we bring you the brightest independent artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Joy Sounds is presented in partnership with Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the entire music community. For more information, visit musicconnection.com. On today's show, we feature LA-based singer-songwriter Emma Negretti. We talk with Emma about her newly released debut EP, Algorithms. We also talk with Emma about how living and working for a year abroad in China shaped her as an artist and a person. During the show, Emma shares three songs from her new EP. We'll get to hear the first single, Lost in Translation, Magma, and Living in the Post. So let's begin the show with Lost in Translation by Emma Negretti here on Joy Sounds. Shop regular Glued my heart to a pen and some paper Cause I just wanted something that would stick And I'm over trying to question it I can make sense of it Cause you are gonna feel how you're gonna feel Double God is always wrong in the devil's eyes So I think it's safe to say that we were both right We were right And that was Lost in Translation by Emma Negrete off of her debut EP, 
Algorithms, and it's my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds, Emma DeGretti. Hey, Emma, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank and, you for uh, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, congratulations on the debut EP. Thank you. Very yeah. exciting. Very exciting. So uh, Algorithms, your debut EP just dropped, and we're here to talk about it and celebrate it. And uh, we got to hear the first single off of it, Lost in Translation. What a beautiful, heartfelt song. I really, I really like the honesty that comes out in the lyrics like, we were both right, just not for each other. That's just a very yeah, sort of sincere line, simple. right? Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's really direct. Does that characterize your writing style? I think so. For for most of my songs, I would say so. But that one in particular, yes, because I kind of wanted it to be, to have like a detached kind of sentiment behind mm. it. Okay. Where it's just kind of like, oh, well, simple as that. In the process of like writing that song, I was just overthinking everything and like going through these thought loops and trying to figure out like why this relationship wouldn't work. And then it was just like, well, I give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, the only answer I can come to is like we were both right in the situation just not for each other. That seems like an exceedingly adult way to handle a conflict these days <laughs> is just to sort of accept that. that I mean, you just have to in order to just move on yeah. with your life, you yeah, know? Absolutely. And it also plays out beautifully in the video that you released in addition to the single. Thank you. Very artfully illustrates the dynamics of a relationship, right? It doesn't try to do too much, right? Yeah. That was the time where I was I was traveling and I was in China and I just wanted also to write something that I was meeting so many different people from all over the world and from different cultures and languages and I just wanted to write something that all cultures and languages could like easily digest as well. So it's just like a universal thing. And now you just revealed that there was perhaps a bit of a dual meaning to this in terms of lost in translation, now knowing that this was written while abroad. So tell us what yeah. took you to China. Well, I was there um, singing in EDM nightclubs and um, I grew very frustrated with that job just because there were so many things that were requiring me to just not necessarily be my most authentic self. And so even just writing that song was the greatest amount of like self-love for myself where I just wanted to start writing my own songs. And meanwhile, I just happened to be parting ways with this person that I met in China from London. Mm. And, you know, like, I'm just realizing that we had different love languages. Even though we spoke the same language, you know, like we had different languages at the end of the day. Yeah, We had great intentions, but, you know, sometimes they do just get lost in translation. What a backdrop for you to be abroad and having this relationship. That's like such a supercharged environment for such passions to come <laughs> through and writing yeah. to come through. That's really fantastic. There's a, there's a lot to this song. Yeah, there really is. And there was just a whole lot of like perspective change behind the creation of this song. And now you've got me fascinated that you were in China singing at EDM clubs. I mean, 
yeah, I didn't want to do EDM music. And so like, I was just like, you know, let's just do the chillest song ever. <laughs> I, it's just amazing to me. I mean, because that's not something that everybody can put on their resume that they spent some time doing. So I'm, yeah. I'm just curious from your vantage point, you already told me that this was an eye-opening or even kind of challenging experience, but yeah. I'm fascinated. What does the music world look like in China? I haven't had a chance to see it, particularly from an EDM club. It's very like EDM pop culture. They love our pop culture and like the K-pop culture and stuff like that. What I was doing, I was like doing sets every single night in um, these nightclubs. And, you know, I was like being asked to look, you know, like a, just like a pop star yeah. and like a, a like a Barbie doll kind of. And I did get asked to lose weight because they had like their body standards. And mm. so that was another just like really big reason why I kind of took charge of my career and started writing my own songs is because I wanted to be my own boss and like not have anybody tell me that I had to look a certain way in order to do music. Yeah, absolutely. So you, I'm, I'm a musician, not a model. You also experience some of the difficult realities that sometimes happens in various sectors of the music industry. And being confronted with that, I'm sure you you had to kind of align yourself with your own values as to how you wanted to be a musician. Right, exactly. And I just, I spent a lot of that time working on just writing undeniably good music or to what I thought was undeniable because then nobody would tell me, okay, you have to look a certain way. Cause I mean, look at Adele, like yeah, everybody, sure. everybody loves her music. It's, it's absolutely undeniable and nobody ever gets on her. Yeah. They actually got upset when she lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and therein lies a different irony. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. I, I really appreciate you taking this music first perspective, that you're leading with your music, you're leading with your writing, and leading with your artistry, and the other elements can all be in alignment with that and support mm -hmm. what you do artistically. Yeah. Even the music, I mean, China is a very like hardcore disciplined country um, and like their work drive is just absolutely, you know, like eat, sleep, work, mm. but barely sleep. <laughs> it's like sleep on the job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, like it, it really did teach me a lot about discipline and just like applying that to even music because there's just so much discipline in the music industry there too. When was this? This was, um, so I moved there 28, no, 20, yes, 2018 in October. And then I, I left China at the end of February of 2019. 2019. Okay. So, because yeah. I'm also was interested sort of with the backdrop of the pandemic, what the timing of all of this was, because that could have been really oh, right, complicated right. for you had you stayed much longer. I had just missed um, the the protests that were going on in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So those started happening um, right after I left. And then I guess like a year later, that's kind of when COVID started. Seems like it was a, an important experience for you to really sort of yeah. find out who you were as an artist, right? Yeah, it to yeah, totally changed my life in like the most unexpected way. So tell me a little bit about your creative process. How do you get it to its final product? Take us through those steps. 
I mean, it'll usually stem from something very real that's like really bothering me. And so I'll <laughs> write, um, I'll get like stuck in these thought loops, like I said earlier. Um, and so I take the time to journal like every day, which that only started when I was living in China. I'll write, write, write until I have like a solid idea. Gloss in Translation came about because I was, I mean, I was taking a break from writing. I'm like, okay, I just need to take a walk. Just the lyrics just popped in my head. I was like, oh my God, I have to go home right now. Mm. And <laughs> I had to finish the song. And I, that song was written in like less than an hour. But the rest of my songs, I mean, yeah, a lot of them that I, that really stick are kind of the same sort of deal where I'll just like think of something and then it just, if you really know your intention and what you have to say, it's, it's actually pretty easy to finish a song when there's that clear idea of what you want to say. Um, so I always make sure that I have something worth saying because lyrics are usually the hardest part for me. Mm -hmm. I'm primarily a singer. I did that my entire life and I studied jazz and um, so like melodies come very easily to me. So if I have the lyrics, then I can just put a melody to it and like some chords. So I usually start out with the skeleton of the song and then I add production. I usually work with uh, my producer Brant and we just started like a really cool vibe in the studio. That was like really exciting to, to work with him and just find a producer that you really vibe with. I completely agree with you that, that once a song has that degree of clarity, it can start mm -hmm. to come together. It's just sometimes getting to that level of clarity is just, that's where the work is, right? Exactly. Yeah, because if you don't know what you're saying, like, how is anybody else going to know what you're saying? Well, your debut EP, Algorithm, sounds great. And it's got a wide range of styles and vibes to it and everything. Do you feel like this EP is a snapshot of your life and emotions at this particular time? I think so, yeah. So some of the songs I wrote pre-China, and I was kind of going through like a rough patch. China really helped me get over a lot of those struggles that I was dealing with. Mm. In a way, yeah, it is kind of just like this whole storyline of like self-love and growth and just kind of like not getting caught up in, in algorithms, you know. Like social media, I think before I, I moved to China, I was very, very consumed in social media and then mm. I didn't have it anymore because all of it blocked over there. Yeah, that's a big change for uh, how many of us live our lives in terms of, mm. of outlet to the <laughs> to the outside world through social media. And then yeah. it was and then it was gone for you, huh? That really kind of gave me a lot of clarity because um you just start seeing things for the way that they are, like within the Chinese culture, I couldn't understand any of the advertisements or like what people were saying. I had to translate everything. Mm -hmm. And so when you just like take a look from an outsider's perspective, you start to see the body language and that everything is kind of like operating off of this algorithm. And I couldn't help but apply it to our culture because it's, it's actually very similar. Yeah. It inspired a lot and just kind of like really made me want to just be my own person and be my most authentic self. I didn't like the idea of just being a sheep. <laughs> then this record is a, quite a statement for you. It's quite a platform yeah. and a proclamation for you. Let's hear another track off of it. And okay. so the one that you have queued up for us now is Magma. This one is just like a flat-out dance tune. Really different in tone. So how did you come up with Magma? So Magma, I... So my my backstory on it is um, 
is quite different from from what I don't know how other people might perceive the song because it is it is like a fun little dance tune that I just kind of yeah want it to be like for the lovers that are all like hot and steamy and just like want to keep that fire burning and just would do whatever it takes in order to keep that love alive you know so it's just like hot and fun the actual inspiration behind that song I was in like that one of those hot real like relationships with a guy that was very hot-headed and just had he kind of had a temper <laughs> so um I don't know like it it, it was a toxic relationship but um you know at that point you're kind of addicted yeah. and so I was willing to do whatever it took in order to like stay in that relationship which I totally disagree with now like my morals are so different you know like that was even just writing that song was like one of the things that I was doing in order to like impress him or you know um which was after we had broken up and so I guess now this song to me means like female empowerment and just kind of taking that back and not really letting a man control you or like the way that you act in a relationship or just like convince you that you need to do all these things in in order to like be loved by men. <laughs> it signifies quite a bit of growth that we all have to go through we all have to have yeah. those relationships that we learn from and look back on and go, oh, wish that hadn't happened. But hey, it turned out a good song. All right, so let's check this out. So this is Magma by Emma Negretti off of her debut EP, Algorithms, here on Joy Sounds.
And that was Magma by Emma Negretti off her new EP, Algorithms. I'd like to take a minute and thank our co-sponsor, Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection caters to artists, musicians, industry pros, and support services. For years, Music Connection has been known for discovering new talent by reviewing unsigned artists, both through its live performance reviews and critiques of recordings. Music Connection never charges a fee for its reviews. Known for years as the Musician's Bible, Music Connection bridges the gap between the street and the elite. It exists to serve artists and music makers of all genres, offering connections to the unconnected and to provide expert, cutting-edge information that can help you take your music to the next level. Whether offering tips on raw survival or exclusive contact lists of industry pros like managers and label representatives, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the professional and semi-pro musician. So check it out at musicconnection.com. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Emma Negretti. And that was Magma by Emma Negrete. That's a fun song. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. We have a music video coming out, and I'm so excited for it because we've just got some roller skating going on and some disco. That's what this song needs. I think I think yeah. roller skating is definitely exactly, oh, yeah. exactly the vibe yeah. that this song needs. I learned how to roller skate for this video. <laughs> Time well spent. I think that that's excellent. Good job. Uh, that's great. Um, so you've been in LA. You you had told me mm-hmm. off air for a total of about five years or so, and that's about quite that. yeah, quite different from where you grew up, right? So this is a, a yeah. very different scene for you, correct? Yeah, I grew up in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, was born and raised there. I mean, I, I lived near downtown in Iowa, so I'm I'm kind of used to, like, the city and just, I mean, it is a totally different mindset. Like, L.A. is just actually, like, a total culture shock um, in comparison. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but before, I, I, um, I lived in Chicago for two and a half years. I was going to school there studying jazz performance. Great town. Fantastic town. One Love of my favorite. Chicago. Yeah. I would move back there if it weren't for the snow. At that time, you were studying jazz. Were you sort of letting your jazz education start to inform who you would become as an artist? Um, I really dove deep into studying jazz, and um, I've always loved jazz growing up. And I started writing songs in high school, but then I just kind of like fell off of it and mm-hmm. was just really focusing on mastering the craft and the musicality. Um, while I was studying in Chicago. And then I realized that, well, I had one of my friends, my drummer, Timmy, he uh, invited me to this show to perform. And I, I like totally just fell in love with performing. And I was like, damn, it would be so sick if I was singing my own songs. Mm. (laughs) And so then I started writing my own songs in Chicago and, um, just like being in that live element and like being an artist really made me want to move to LA and just fully pursue that artistry. Yeah, that's a huge commitment. So tell me what that moment was like, that reckoning for yourself to go, okay, I'm making the move. Let's go to Los Angeles. Had you even been to Los Angeles prior? Um, yeah, I had. I had some friends that lived out here that I would visit. Um, and then I was just like, gosh, LA is calling Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I just felt like I I needed to go and just really really dive into it cuz I I really loved Chicago. I think now you could really make a career anywhere as long as you put in like the the hard work. Um 
and especially now, like being in COVID. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, everything's digital. But I just really wanted to see how far I could take it um, in L.A. You and I are talking right now at a time where things are starting to reopen. It's starting to feel optimistic again, which is is quite the relief. I'm wondering, do you have any aspirations of some live shows in your future? Is that something that's going to be a part of how you showcase this new EP algorithms? Yes. We don't have anything live, live in the books, but we are doing a festival. It's called Philo Festival. Mm. Um, so I'm on the lineup for that. And super excited because I get to I get to perform with my band. Um, Fantastic! Which is just it's yeah I seriously cannot wait. It's been way too long since I've performed with a band. So do you have a date on this festival? Uh, we don't know exactly which date we'll be filming, but um, the date is July tenth for the actual show. For the actual show, yeah. Outstanding, good. So, and I know that our Joy Sounds listeners. We'll probably jump onto your uh, Instagram accounts and all of those things where you'll probably be posting updates about this, right? Of course, yeah. And I'm so glad that we also get a live version of your show and your songs for us to all look forward to. I think that that's terrific. Yeah, um, I'm so excited. I know that algorithms just dropped, and so probably that's where all of your energy is right now, and that's where your, your mindset is. But I'm just wondering... Um, have you had a moment to sort of look to the future? What do you see ahead for you? Algorithms is kind of, it's kind of somewhat done. It's been sent to the distributor. Yeah, now just working on um, the full LP, uh, which uh-huh. is going to be called For the Morning People, spelled with, um, it'll be spelled M-O, and then in parentheses, U, and then R-N-I-N-G. Just kind of for for like the, just like the people that, um, that are like mourning or just that experience pain, but still get up every morning and still, still go f- and do their thing, you know, and still make it work. Fantastic. Okay. So we just learned that your debut EP is actually a stepping stone to a larger work that you have in, in, in place. It is. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Are, are you, are the songs on algorithms also going to appear on this full length LP? No, no, those will be separate. So it'll be a complete new set of music. Outstanding. Do you have a timeline as to when we might be able to expect them? We don't yet. We're still in the recording process, but the songs are all written. All right. That's great. Well, very cool. We get a kind of a preview here uh, to know that that's on the horizon for you. So good. Mm-hmm. So you're clearly very busy. You're, you're, you're um, yeah, trying to stay busy. That's that's outstanding. Well, we so appreciate the opportunity to to get to know you today and to to hear this music. And once again, congratulations on Algorithms. It's really a terrific record and and, uh, you should be really proud of it. But before I let you go, uh, you've agreed to share one more track uh, from Algorithms with us. The song that we have queued up is called Living in the Post. And so tell us a little bit about this song. So Living in the Post... um, this one is kind of just about breaking free of like expectations and your own ego and just like being sucked into the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So this is really the song that I was like inspired to write just because I felt like I was very consumed by social media. And this was the moment that I felt like I could finally step away from that 
um, and just be present. And I accepted like being present and like not having to post everything. Like if something cool was happening, like I could finally just enjoy being there and not feel the need to like show everybody, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, and I feel like working in silence is sometimes better. A lot of the lyrics have to do with like scheming ain't really scheming if they're not, if they're all scrolling down seeing it. So mm-hmm. just kind of not like overexposing. Yeah, I wrote this song about like gaining back the control of my own mind and just no longer being consumed by the comparison expectation of social media and my peers. And um, just like the expectations that you set for yourself, like growing up um, and just like I don't know, graduating from college, I feel like I had a lot of people judge the fact that I was going to music school and they're like, oh, well, that's not a real career. Right. And and so just because, I don't know, like I, I would feel the need to like prove them wrong, feel the need to like make a huge name for myself right away and just kind of like compare my timeline and stuff to... Um, other success stories and just other people's timelines and so like this song is kind of just letting go of that and just accepting you know the the timeline that you're meant to have and just being patient you know and not giving up for no good reason just because it didn't happen right away and like actually just working for it and then it's just a layer of like finding who you are at the core. I think that this song will benefit a lot of us who have sort of the shared experiences of the ups and downs that come with the social media world. And so taking from your sage advice about having to um, sort of regain that control, that objectivity to what social media yeah. is and everything, I think is uh, really helpful. <laughs> so we right. appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. So, Grady, it's so so great to get a chance to talk to you once again. Congratulations on the debut EP, Algorithms, and we wish you nothing but the best. Can't wait to see you live. And so, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. So, to wrap up today's episode, this is "Living in the Post" by Grady here on Joy Sounds. You're not even trying. To get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never did. Now I'm sure your experiences in school and applying to college and picking your major and deciding you want to do with life, make sure you have something to fall back on. I want to fall forward. I'm not giving in for no reason. Drop my phone and I'm leaving. Scheming ain't really scheming If they're all scrolling down seeing it I love real and it'll feeling Done with all the people pleasing Posts of the past you can't see Now it's both yesterday Let's go and seize it
false hope Letting fear tell tales of where I'll go Trying not to compare timelines Thinking I've been left on the sidelines Cause I didn't follow guidelines But lately I've been feeling more like Every minute has been placed straight I'm done tripping over every wrong step Subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.